to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 89, Believe What You See. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday, and welcome to episode 89. Y'all, we are almost to 100 episodes, and I tell you, I am geek, and I don't think I've had a chance to tell y'all either that I've exceeded 2,000 plays on this platform, and I am so grateful to all of you for the continued support. The growth has been exponential, and I am very, 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 very grateful for all of your help and all of your support. I really hope this podcast makes a difference, and if it does, it continues to make a difference in your life in one way or another. Thank you. Today's episode is called Believing What You See, and that means in this episode we will be discussing what you believe to be possible for you. You know, we've discussed this before, and we will continue to discuss it because it's something that I feel is very vital to the human experience, very vital to personal development, and very vital to you becoming whoever it is you want to be in this lifetime. So if you are new to this episode, what's up, salutations, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I do hope you enjoy the show. If you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's up, what's up? Thank you, thank you for coming back. I see you here again, and I appreciate you deeply and greatly. Thank you for all of your support. In the first segment, we will be talking about how it's easier to be mediocre. In the second segment, we will talk about upgrading your mindset first. And in the third segment, we will talk about how acting as if equals acting as is. My intention for this episode is, again, to make you aware that your life is a projection of what you believe to be true for yourself. And if you don't like what you see, it's time to change what you believe. Let's jump into this episode in three, two, and one. Graham Malherb said, my dad has once told me a definition of faith, and I had not forgotten it. Faith is to believe something you do not see. The result of that faith is to see what you believe. It's definitely my assumption that after a while, we all have a way of realizing we affect each other in more ways than one. And one of the ways that I learned very early is that it can be very hard to become what you don't see. You know what I mean? Like you may become a millionaire, but and you wanted to be a millionaire, maybe at this point in your life, or maybe all your life, you've been around people who have shown the idea of being wealthy or living a luxurious life, or you know, living a more grander, lavish life. 
This is personally me speaking from experience because I've always had those aspirations, but for a long time, I rejected them because as a kid, I developed the limiting beliefs that to have money, to have wealth, to live a life of luxury means that you're going to be unhappy. And it's because I learned that from my parents. And my parents, you know, they had businesses, they had properties, they were entrepreneurs, you know, they worked nine to fives, they did the whole shabam. But to me as a kid, I felt like I never really seen them enjoy what they had. I felt like as they got more, they became more stressed out. And they taught me that the more money you have, the more there is to manage, and that can be stressful. But at the same time, I always associated having more with being unhappy and being not having peace of mind. So that always scared me in pursuing wealth and pursuing the very high paying jobs. And when I tell y'all I've had some very harsh, you know, reality checks to get me back in line, I have, and I'm very grateful for those. You know, I had to learn that it is very easy to be mediocre. It is so easy to stay mad. It is easy to stay sad. It is easy to stay stuck. It is easy to be unhealthy and stay unhealthy. It is easy to do the wrong thing. It is easy to be like everybody else. It is easy to stay the same. It is easy to complain. It is easy to do all those things, but if that's what you believe to be possible for you, you will create that reality. Like, look at your life. Take a look at your life, the person that you're dating, the person you're married to, the job you're working, the career that you have, where you're living, the car that you're driving, whatever, the relationship you have with your family, whatever it may be. Your life as it stands at this very moment is a reflection of what you believe to be possible for you. Now, if that's underwhelming, if your life is underwhelming, you wish you were making more money, you wish you were living a little better, whatever that may be, that is an indication of what you believe to be possible for you. And if you don't like what's happening in your life, if you don't like the way the money that you're making, the people that you're dating, the friends that you're making, the relationships that you have, where you live, the car that you drive, whatever it may be, whatever you don't like, that means you have to change what you believe. With some, with some soul searching and research, I was able to learn that the intention I had with my life for a long time since I was a boy was to make people think I was a good person. And because of that, it led me to be a people pleaser, it led me to do all that I could to bend over backwards in how I love people, being over generous, overextending to my own detriment. And because of that, that put me in a place of burnout, that put me in a place of stress, that, you know, I lacked peace of mind, I lacked accountability, I blamed other people for using me and taking advantage of me. And because I loved from the outside in, it left me depleted, it left me with no gratitude in my heart. You know, I couldn't be the person I wanted to be. I couldn't be more confident. I couldn't be more successful until I flipped that belief and, you know, created a contract. So I started to love me from the inside out. I started to pull back and love me first and allow the love I have for myself 
to extend to other people first. So many of us, we come from poverty, we come from humble beginnings, we come from mommy and daddy's grandma and grandpa's that struggled, that did this, that probably scrubbed toilets, that did all types of things to put food on the table, to, you know, give you the life that you have, to get you to where you are. And I want to tell you right now, it may be hard to hear, but hear me right now, you owe no one anything. You don't owe anyone nothing. You know, so many of us who grew up with the belief that, you know, my parents struggled so much for me to be here or for me to have the life that I have. So I have to live this kind of life. I have to be this kind of person to pay them back. And you know what that is? It's manipulation. I think it's manipulation and I think it's crap. It is bull because your parents don't owe you anything and you don't owe your parents anything. So many of us get in our own way and we hold ourselves back because we're scared of surpassing our siblings. We're scared of surpassing our parents. We're scared of surpassing the people we grew up with because we're scared of what success may mean in our lives. You know, for a long time, I had that fear. You know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be excellent. I want to be world class. But with me doing and being those things, where would that leave me with my family? Where would that leave me on my relationships? How can we keep this all together? How can we all move and grow together? And you know what? That was not my job. That's not your job. It is so easy to stay stuck and mediocre and doing what everybody else is doing because you have company on a mediocre boulevard. But it takes guts to be excellent. It takes guts to be world-class. It takes guts to contribute something that's bigger than yourself. But you know what? You are worth it. But you have to believe it first. Oprah Winfrey said, create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe. I love that quote. It reminds me of one of my other favorite quotes by Earl Nightingale that says, we become what we think about. And being an African-American male, you know, just speaking from the African-American experience, it touches my heart and breaks my heart at the same time to meet so many people of African-American descent who don't believe they deserve love, who don't believe they deserve wealth or happiness or peace of mind, who don't believe they deserve the desires of their heart because of what they've gone through, because of the parents that have been in their life, because of the trauma that they have, because of how people have treated them. You know, it really runs the gamut. But you know what you have to do? You have to upgrade your mind first. And in order to upgrade your mind, you have to get to the bottom of what's stopping you. What is getting in your way? What scares you? You know, a lot of us, we have these fears, you know, these unrealistic fears of all the different things that can happen. And we spend so much energy keeping those streetlights on that they take away from the energy we can be using to take action, that we can be using to be powerful and be excellent, to be creative and to create lasting change. What is stopping you? The thing that was stopping me, one of the many things that was stopping me was 
the ability to take accountability for my life. I just couldn't be responsible for my decisions. I couldn't be responsible for my mistakes. It just tasted so good. You know, it felt so good to just blame other people because, you know, I felt like, you know, in my heart, I actually felt like it was those people's fault that I was unhappy or that my life wasn't what it was. But, you know, I've learned it's so important to stay in tune with reality. That's a part of character. You have to stay in tune with reality and you have to pay attention to what works. It's kind of like cooking a big pot of chili. You know, you're probably gonna use a bunch of different seasons, but it's your job to manage your measurements and what you're putting in to take the, uh, the chili in the right direction. So it can one, taste great, and two, you'll know when it's done. Once you figure out whatever it is that's stopping you, then you have to go about the business of discrediting it. You know, you have to find a way to insult it. You have to find a way to look at it differently. You have to find a way to discredit this belief, this fear. You have to, you know, whether you have to find other videos, find books, find other people, you know, but find a way to discredit this fear to a place where you start to question it. And the more you question it, the more you'll start to pick it apart. And as you develop more questions, your brain will find the answers and it will start to sever that tie that you have with that thing that scares you, that thing, that fear that you have. Very quick life hack, life hack if you didn't know. A very quick way and good way to build self-confidence is to face your fears. You know, you may not necessarily feel the confidence right off the top, but it'll be something about seeing you take action in the face of something that scares you, that will empower you and support you into inspiration. When I first started doing this podcast, I was so nervous and I was so scared. I was so scared of being boring. I was so scared of talking too much. I was scared of making mistakes and, you know, my speech being a little fuzzy or muffled or talking too quick, all the different things I had to learn. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to make tons of episodes. You are going to have lots of opportunities to practice. I put out four episodes a week, so I have more opportunities to practice, more opportunities to speak. You know, one of my dreams is to be a public speaker, to have the option or the opportunity, the privilege to be able to inspire and motivate others, to be able to speak life and love and light into the hearts, souls, and eyes of others. And in order for me to do that, I have to pay dues. I have to do my work. I have to be the best. I have to groom and hone my skills. Another thing that you have to do when it comes to upgrading your mindset is that you have to find a role model or a mentor. Whatever it is that you want in life, find someone who has done it already. So many people approach this differently and you know people tell you I don't have any role models anymore that looks up you know that I look up to and that kind of thing then you know that may work for a lot of people but for me specifically I had to find role models because for the longer part greater part of my life I've never had anyone in my own physical life that I looked up to I've never seen anyone in my life who's lived the life that I wanted to live but how in the world, in the universe, I have several role models, several mentors, several teachers. You know, and my teachers include people like Les Brown. Uh, they include people like Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Yala Van Zandt, Steve Harvey, Robin Sharma, you know, and the, Maya Angelou, Renee Brown. 
And the list just goes on and on and on. You know, these are people who are so massively and deeply inspirational, but they've also have, they also have a large world-class body of work. And I can only pray to, you know, be at that level or more someday. But looking to them, you know, Lisa Nichols too, can't can't leave out Lisa, but looking to them, they give me hope, they give me confidence that I get to internalize their strength, their nerve, you know, their charisma, their talent, their charm, you know, their hard work, their diligence, and their passion. I have the opportunity to read their books. I have the opportunity to pick their minds. I have the opportunity to visualize conversations that I can have with them and how I see those going. I have an opportunity to tap into their genius, learn from their stories, see myself in their stories, and just the whole shabam. Like I said before, your life reflects what you believe to be true for you. Your life reflects what you believe to be possible. Everything that has taken place in your life happens because that is the bar you set for yourself. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. I feel like when it comes to earning that trust and credibility with yourself, you do that by facing your fears. You do that by developing faith in the things you cannot see. You do that by tackling the goals that you have in your heart. And once you're able to trust yourself to do those kind of things, you start to trust yourself to do even bigger things because you did the groundwork. You built the foundation to do that. When it comes to believing anything is possible, when it comes to believing in, you know, becoming the things you want to be, you have to learn how to act as if in advance. This seemed like nonsense to me for a long time in the beginning, but I've applied it to so many different things. I've applied it to cleaning up around the house because growing up in my house as a kid, you know what I'm saying? My mom had us cleaning up so much. It was obsessive, obsessive. And as an adult, I know that my inner kid rebels against that, rebels against cleaning a lot. Like, I'm not a nasty person. It's just I'm not the person to clean up every day. Like, yeah, she, she just kind of ruined that for me, but I'm learning from my adulthood. I don't have to stay that way. I just have to develop a different perspective, a different attitude. So I challenge myself to act like I like cleaning up for like a week. And, you know, it didn't last, but I saw that I was able to get more done. On top of that, you know, I learned that a major excuse I had for myself with cleaning up was, I don't feel like it. I don't ever feel like cleaning up. No one feels like cleaning up. So when it comes to doing clothes, when it comes to cleaning up, or even most things, I ask myself, what could I do? What could I accomplish if not feeling like it wasn't an issue? What could I do? What could I accomplish? What could I get done today? What things could I check off my to-do list if not feeling like it wasn't an issue? If not, if I don't have time, wasn't an issue. You know, that kind of thing. And it really helped with me cleaning up more. 
You know, I also used it when it came to doing this podcast because when I started this podcast, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know anything about the process, what my process would be like. You know, I had an idea of what I would talk about, you know, but it really took me being an explorer, an adventurer. It took a lot of trial and error. It took me not caring what people would say, not caring what people would think, but just allowing myself to put it out, put myself out there. So I acted like I knew what I was doing every time I came to my mic. Microphone. I have the Blue Yeti. Every time I turned on my microphone to start working, I would act like I knew what I was doing. I act like I had a whole team around me, and I acted like I knew what I was doing. And I just worked through each process, every episode, every time, you know. And I would record what I was doing. I would notate what I was doing. I would notate what worked. But either way, I was able to learn that as you act, when you act as if. You start to become your brain, your heart, your subconscious. It starts to upgrade your mind. It starts to upgrade your thinking. And it starts to merge you with this thing you're spending a lot of time doing. You know, I've noticed with the brain, when you spend a considerable amount of time, when you do something very consistently, the brain starts to take that notice of, hmm, he does this a lot. He does this a lot. He does this every day. He does this every day at the same time. How can we protect him? How can we make this thing safer for him? How can we make life easier for him so he's okay? Yeah, maybe we can make it easier for him to perform this task. Maybe we can make it easier for him to do this thing and execute this thing. And next thing you know, doing that thing starts to get easier. Being that person starts to get easier. Developing that trait starts to get easier. Whatever that may be, whether you're trying to wake up early in the morning, whether you're trying to work out more, whether you're trying to develop stronger habits so you can be more productive, whatever. But you have to act as if, you know, the first thing you need to do is figure out what it is that you want. What do you want? I decided that I wanted to be someone who took more action because I've always been good at manifesting things. I have very strong manifesting power, I feel, in my personal opinion. But, you know, I can take action. I've never had an issue taking action. It's just I can take action on one thing and then another thing can show up an hour from now. And then another thing an hour from now. And I have millions of ideas on a day-to-day basis. And my issue is with locking on to one and finishing one thing. I have issues with seeing things through and finishing things because I have another brilliant idea and another brilliant idea and I jump off on the next tangent and nothing ever gets solved. I've been doing podcasting since September and I've had time to really start to feel more comfortable and confident in what it is that I do. I know I'm not the best yet, but I also know that I'm not going anywhere, that I am a student of this experience and I'm here to learn what it has to teach me. I'm here to learn why this is a part of my path and everything that I can. And you have to be in that same position. You have to be open to learning. You have to drop the labels. You can't get caught up in what you know already. You have to be willing to be a beginner. You have to be willing to be a student. Once you figure out what you want, 
try to find someone who has it already. Try to find someone who has done it. Try to find someone who has achieved this goal, whether you know them personally or they're out in the world somewhere where you feel whether you find a book or a YouTube page or a magazine. Find someone who has it. Study them. Learn about their lives. See if they have a memoir or an autobiography or something like that that you can learn from and learn from their experience. You'll probably see yourself in them. They'll give you some insight into how you can go about approaching, accomplishing that goal. It'll give you an edge and it'll make you feel like you're not alone. But you have to act as if to become. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome, welcome to the air segment where we get experimental about exploring your potential. In this segment, y'all, we talk about the results you're getting. We talk about your process. We talk about your input. We talk about your output. We talk about your productivity. We talk about what's working, what isn't working. We give you ideas. We offer suggestions. We give a little insight. I share a little bit of my experience. I share other people's experiences. But either way, this is our opportunity to come together and to birth something better, to have a new idea, to experiment and create a new approach. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, eject. Eject the idea that it is somehow okay to be comfortable being mediocre, to be an average Joe, to just be average, just to be like everyone else, to do what everyone else is doing. I look back on my life and my life has shown me time and time again, one, that I'm not better than anyone else, but it has shown me that I do have standards and I do have ambitions, ambition, ambitions, goals and drive, excuse me, and that I owe it to myself to take it a few steps further than someone else because I have a purpose and I have things that I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like we all do big or small, but I have a purpose and you do too. Eject the idea of being like everybody else. Eject the idea of blending into everyone else. Everybody else might just want to sit on the block and smoke weed and hang out and play ball and just do the same thing that they've done for the past 15, 20 years. And you know what? That's cool for them, but you know in your heart, that's, that don't work for you. You know it feels wrong every time you show up for it and you feel like you're settling. You feel like you're not calling forth the best of who you are. So eject that idea that you need to be like anyone else. One of the biggest traps I've learned in my life is believing that things that everybody else believes and chasing the things that everybody else chases. Learn how to shit. Learn how to attract what's for you. The world will tell you that you need to chase this and chase that, but chasing anything is, ind is indicative of lack and scarcity because if you have to chase it, that means you don't have it. I know I threw a lot at y'all right there, but definitely eject the idea of blending in and being like everyone else. That is a mistake. The next letter is R. Rally. 
Rally together all your reasoning, rally together all your resources, and rally together all your experiences and get yourself in a place where you're prioritizing, upgrading your mindset. Too many of us, we chase these big goals, we chase these big things, and we haven't dealt with our garbage, we haven't dealt with that internal turmoil, that internal trauma, that internal conflict that is beating us up, that is impeding our success and our progress and us doing the things we want to do. Take the time to handle your business, to wrap up that unfinished business. But more than anything, prioritize upgrading your mindset. Stop letting other people think for you. Stop letting other people make decisions for you. Stop letting people make decisions for you so you don't come off like you're being difficult. So you can avoid coming off like you're being specific or picky. Be picky. Be particular. Get the things that you want. Decide what you want and have them. Attract them. Become them. Prepare yourself to have them. The next letter is A. Act. Figure out exactly what it is that you want. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Once you figure those things out, find someone who's doing the thing you want to do. Whether you physically know them or there's someone online on YouTube, in the media, celebrity, you know, whatever. See if you can find a book. See if you can create some type of access to them where you can learn from them. Learn the way they talk. Learn the way they walk. Learn their habits, their morning routines. Learn the books that they've read, whatever. But get invested and emulate them to the best of your ability. Decipher what stands between you two and start acting. Choose one thing that you can emulate and act like that for about a week, two weeks. You know, you will start to see yourself change. Like, y'all, I tell you, like, I've had this thing about just wanting to blame other people. And I was watching Yala Van Zandt. And it just really challenged me to want to be accountable. I challenged myself to be accountable for everything, not to argue anything, not to argue what's right or what's wrong or, you know, anything like that, just to be accountable for two weeks. And it taught me so much. And it taught me so much about the power of resistance when we don't want to hear something, when we want to avoid things. Find out who you want to be and where you want to go and start acting like that person. Start acting like the person you need to be person you need to attract, the person, the way you need to expand your identity, start acting that way and you will see your mind, your subconscious slowly build that reality for you, slowly transition you into being that way, into thinking that way, into believing that way, and feeling that way and you will see the transition take place. It will be seamless. You probably, you probably won't notice it actively, but you'll look up and you'll be talking, you'll be walking the walk and doing that thing. So there you have it, eject, rally, and act. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave a comment and a rating. Let us know what you think about these episodes. Thank you in advance. If you feel led to donate to this podcast, it will be much appreciated. Thank you kindly. In the next episode, we'll be talking about defining friendships, and you don't want to miss that. More than anything, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, you are strong, you are enough, you are wise, and you are tough. Thank you. Peace.